So the Ducks are almost mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. But hey, Trevor Zegris is still skilling it up. Hey, that'll show you, huh? Huh? That'll show him. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Ducks. Let's hit the music. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you very much for making this your first listen of the day. As a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So we have a little bit to get to today. We got to talk about the last game against the Calgary Flames. And also talk a little bit about Zegris and Getzloff and Paris. Yeah, we're going to talk about Paris for a hot minute. But let's begin talking about the last game, which was not all that great. In fact, it was it, it was bad. It was bad. The Ducks lost another game, this time to the Calgary Flames 4-2 at the Ponda. This is their second consecutive loss against Alberta teams. At least they beat the Coyotes this month, so yay, that's that's an accomplishment. They shut them out. Yay. Good good riddance to the Coyotes. But back to the Flames. They're just a top-tier team. They are, I don't want to say by far, but they are the best team in the Pacific Division. I think they just have all the components to make a long run. Given the way that they can shut, they can play shutdown defense, they can also play prevent the other team from getting the puck which is what they did for a lot of the night they could be the toughest out in the west they can give Colorado a run for their money and as of right now I think they are one of two teams that can beat the Colorado Avs in a seven game series the other team that I think could give Colorado a run for their money I don't know about beat them but they can give them a run for their money right now has got to be the Minnesota Wild the Wilds have gone from almost a wild card spot to second in the division after the trade deadline. But that's another topic for another day. Let's talk about Calgary. They've got Milan Lucic, who like to have a little bit of fun on the post-game interview. I don't know if you guys saw that. They got Lindholm, who scored a goal. They got Matthew Kachuk, who's always really good. They got Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, who's still really good. I talked about Lindholm. Andrew Mangiapane. Also good. That Tyler Toffoli trade, I think, put them over the top. I said that Calgary was pretty good before. After that Toffoli trade, I kind of said to myself, you know what? They might be for real. Because Toffoli gives them a different dimension in their offense, which was in full force on this game. Elias Lindholm scored his 36th. Tyler Toffoli scored his 19th. But after Tyler Toffoli scored, we had one of the multitude of highlight goals from Trevor Zegras, who, by the way, after all that talk about him skilling it up and saying that, oh, he's hot-dogging it. You know what? I don't care who you are. If you're Trevor Zegras, you've got to smile after that goal because that was one of the best goals, one of the best goals of this season. I don't want to say it was his best. It wasn't. But the presence of mind to turn around and just have a really slick spin move 
and this was off of a really good defense. I could see Eric Goodbranson kind of looking like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. And even Markstrom kind of looks back like, okay, like I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that one. It was a fantastic goal at the time that cut the lead in half. Yeah, just Trevor Zegras, one of the best players in hockey right now, one of the best young players in hockey right now. That was a presence of mind goal. That was a, I'm not going to be afraid to shoot at, you know, get the puck towards the net and good things will happen. And that was one where good things did indeed happen just over the shoulder of Markstrom. Also right there along the net was Sam Steele, who was ready to do something right there. Hey, Sam Steele did get an apple on that one. And so did Vinny Letary. That did cut the lead in half. Then we had Michael Stone score his first goal of of the season on just a rifle of a shot. 95 miles an hour under the crossbar. Look, if you're going to shoot a puck 95 miles an hour with that kind of accuracy, you just have to tip your cap and say, all right, you know what? That's a good goal. It's a good goal. Poor Anthony Stolarz. Hey, by the way, just like I called it last week, Anthony Stolarz starting Wednesday's game. I think we're going to see a bit more of Stolarz down the stretch. Not that the the Ducks are pretty much out of playoff contention as we speak. So hopefully Stolarz gets the next start on Saturday. Please, if there is a hockey god, let Anthony Stolarz start Saturday's game. I'm begging you hockey gods. But nonetheless, Stolarz gave up. It looked like it was just the three goals because the other one was an empty netter by Matthew Kachuk. Adam Henrique did get a power play goal. The Ducks finally, finally get a power play goal. Their first one in a while. They were one for three on the power play. And Adam Henrique, how did, how do you guys think he looked uh, with the fresh shaven look? I mean, that that's different, right? I haven't seen Adam Henrique with just no facial hair in what seems like years. But you know what? Looks good. I mean, according to several people online they like the look but anyway Matthew Kachuk got the empty netter four to two was the final score of that one but going back to Trevor Zegras for him to have these kind of highlight reel goals night after night after night I haven't said this in a while so I'm gonna say this for everyone in the back of the room for the back of the arena Trevor Zegras is worth the price of admission And he will be even more worth the price of admission once the Ducks get a new coach. Once Anaheim puts Trevor Zegras in a position to succeed, once you put him on a line with line mates that can help him succeed, once you put him back with Sandy Milano, that's going to help. I mean, look at that TMZ line that we had for almost one game. That was a spectacular line. I mean, albeit it was against the Coyotes. But having Terry Milano Zegras on that same line, they were producing and they looked really, really good. I mean, they did pre- they did pretty okay on the defensive end. Like, hey, you know what? Like, this could work. Like, there's some defense there. There's something. I like this. But on the offensive end, if you can keep that line together for a couple of seasons and the further they develop together, that could be an offensive juggernaut of a line i'm not saying it's going to be a juggernaut right now like that's those are big words i'll admit those are big words for me to say but if you keep them together and if you give them the right system and the right coach they could be one of the most dangerous lines 
in all of hockey. But we just don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. So, I mean, take what I said kind of with the grain of salt, but at least you could see the potential last week against Arizona. The, it, it's there. The potential is right there. You can see it. You don't just need the fancy analytic statistics. No, the, it passes the eye test easily. So, Trevor Zegras, have yourself another highlight real goal. I can't wait to see the next highlight goal he scores later on this season. All right, we are going to take a brief timeout, a brief intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, everyone's favorite protein bar. And guys, you know, I've been training for the New York Marathon. I'm starting to run out of my Built Bars, so I'm going to have to get some more pretty soon. And you know what? I like the Built Bars a lot, but what I really, really love are the Built Puffs. That is right. That is protein-infused, just marshmallowy goodness protein bars that have, on average, about only 130 to 170 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and packed with a lot of protein, at least 17 grams of protein. It is delicious. They are good for you. By the way, my personal favorite, the churro puff. That's right, the churro puff I love. There's the ruby chocolate puff. Also, try the Puffs Mixed Box, because one of the new flavors they have is the coconut marshmallow one. That one is delicious. So if you want to try Built Bars and Built Puffs and the Built Boost for yourself, then head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about uh, a lack of playoffs. Yep, we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we got to talk about the fact that the Ducks are not going to make the playoffs, and it's time for them to start tanking, and here's why. Uh, As long as both Nashville and Dallas continue to win, and they've been doing a lot of winning recently, then there's no chance for the Ducks to even make the playoffs. As of right now, they have... 68 points with 10 games left. So let me do just a breakdown of the mathematics for you guys, all right? The maximum amount of points they can get is 88 points. That means right now the best they could do is third in the West, and that's assuming that the Ducks win out, the Kings lose out, and Vegas also loses out. So you could have that happen, maybe. No, that's not going to happen. So the Ducks the Ducks would have to win out. Even if they won nine games, the best they can do is the second wild card spot. Yep. That, yeah, do the math. Do the math. You could do the math right now. The best they could do is the second wild card spot if they win nine games and assuming everyone else loses. That's not a good look, is it? As it stands right now, Dallas has 84 points. Nashville has 86 points. Those are your two wild cards. Vegas is right there with 82 points, but they only have 10 games left. And I don't know if Vegas is going to make the playoffs. They just lost a key game recently that they frankly should have won against Vancouver and did not. So I don't see it happening for the Anaheim Ducks. I, I just don't. So looking at the standings right now, 
their elimination number as of this recording is five. That means if they lose five points during this road trip, which will likely happen, then they will officially mathematically be eliminated from the playoffs. And here's their upcoming road trip. You ready for this? They're at Philadelphia. Okay, that one they could win. Philadelphia is just without a lot of key pieces. They have no more Claude Giroux. That one they could win. Especially if if Anthony Stolar starts, then he could at least give the Ducks some kind of chance. So that's at Philly. Then they're at the Carolina Hurricanes the following day on Sunday. Then they're at Florida on Tuesday. By the way, did you see what Florida's done the past couple weeks? They had a four-goal comeback against both the New Jersey Devils, and they just recently had a four-goal comeback against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep, the Leaf Blowers, they're at it again. Toronto blowing leads left and right, and Florida making another comeback. And I did like the stat that Florida has, I want to say it was something like seven comeback victories of three or more goals. I don't know the exact number, but they lead the league by far in comeback goals with by three or more goals this season. It's ridiculous how they just do not give up. So, hey, if the Ducks have a 4 nothing lead, watch out. They may need, they may need five. <laughs> they're not going to get a 4 nothing lead on Florida. They're, they're just not. If they do, I'll be shocked beyond words. So there's a game at Florida and then the game at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm just going to say I think the Ducks are going to be eliminated by Tuesday. Yeah, just putting it out there. I think Dallas is going to win another game. Nashville is going to win another game at least. And then by the time they get to Tuesday, their E number will be one. They're not going to beat Florida. Like, let's just be honest here. Florida is way too good of a team. They have way too many pieces, including the before-mentioned Claude Giroux, who went from Philadelphia to Florida. Yeah, sorry. So I'm just going to anticipate having an elimination video for the Ducks after Tuesday's game against Florida. So yippee skippy. And then there's also the game at Tampa Bay, by the way, who, by the way, the Ducks get to see old friend Corey Perry, who we are going to talk about on the third segment of this podcast. But looking at the other six games after that, so at Philly, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, they come home for two games against the Columbus Blue Jackets and against the crosstown rival Los Angeles Kings. That's going to be a big game for the Kings because they're fighting for a playoff spot as well. They do not want to lose their spot to Vegas. And by then, it could be a very important game as far as making the playoffs or as far as seedings. This will also be probably the last time that we see Ryan Getzloff against the LA Kings. I would expect some kind of ovation, some kind of thank you, Getzloff. I I hope we see that. Especially the game on the 23rd at Staples Center. I hope the Staples fans realize that this is the last time they're going to see Ryan Getzloff in that building. I I think it would be awesome if the Kings fans were classy enough to say thank you, Getzloff. Much in the same way that the Kings fans that were present at Honda Center This was eight years ago now. Wow. Remember how classy the Kings were? I mean, yes, the Kings had just won and eliminated the Ducks. But super class by saying, thank you, Tamu. After the game had ended, Tamu Solani stuck around. 
the Kings, after being in the handshake line, they stuck around after giving the handshakes. And the crowd said, thank you, Tamu." Sticks tapping on the ice. And this was United. This was Kings fans and Ducks fans. Because I remember this. I remember on Twitter, there was multiple Ducks fans that were at Honda Center reporting that, hey, even the Kings fans were chanting for Tamu Solani. That was classy. I sincerely hope we see that same level of class on those last two games between the LA Kings. I hope we see that. All right, we are going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust, and it's where the game starts. And with NCAA basketball being over, hey, we have the NCAA Frozen Four Championship game tomorrow. That is Saturday. And we have the Minnesota State Mavericks and the University of Denver Pioneers. Who called it? Who called Denver beating the Michigan Wolverines? This guy right here. And you know what? I really wish I had put my money where my mouth was. I wish I had put a bet on Bet Online. I could have made quite a bit of money there because Michigan was the favorite. But anyway, if you are daring enough to place a bet on tomorrow's championship game, and there's also the NBA playoffs around the corner and the Stanley Cup playoffs also around the corner, Bet Online has the latest props, odds, and lines for you to check out. So once again, check out Bet Online either on your mobile device or on your computer. Once again, that's Bet Online, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're still locked in with JD Hernandez. And I kind of want to point out this little fact that I just re came across. I saw this last month. And I thought it'd be fun to bring back since the Ducks just play the Calgary Flames. Okay, so three teammates from Calgary are from the same town in Sweden. Elias Lindholm, Callie Jankro, and Jacob Markstrom. They're all from Gavla, Sweden. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard about Gavla, okay? Gavla is home to the Gavlebakken, which is this straw goat that gets burned every time that the holidays are around. Or rather, it tries to get burned. So the legend of Gavlabakken states that there's a goat that's made out of straw. It's like 40, 50 feet high. And they work on this every single year. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like, I, I promise I'm not like trying to like stall for time. This is just like a funny story to me. The Gavlabakken gets burned every winter. And they try to like make it out of different materials. They try to put um, fluids that prevent it from being lit on fire. And even one funny story is that there was a tourist from Cleveland, Ohio, who swore that burning the goat was just a ritual. And the goat got burned to the ground anyway. Even one year, they tried to sneak it past everybody and get it early, get it done early. And the goat was still burned. So you get what I'm saying. So look up the Gavlabakken. It's really hilarious. All right. So I wanted to end on a lighter note this time. Or, yeah, a lighter note, I guess. A happier note. And that's relating to pairs. Corey Perry, who is currently playing with the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
Yes, that Corey Perry who's still playing, who the Ducks are still paying two million bucks per season. This goes on for one more year. As long as Corey Perry can sign with someone next season, he will still get paid that two million dollars by the Ducks next season. And Perez is still good. He's still a a good player. He still contributes to the Lightning. So I don't see any reason why a team would not sign him next season. So this relates to an interview that I saw with Corey Perry in regards to Ryan Getzloff. This was on Wednesday's game. And you could tell that it meant a lot to him. It really does. Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry, they grew up together. They were drafted together. They apparently didn't live in the same house. But they did a lot of stuff together, and they battled together. They won countless division titles together. They won a Stanley Cup together. You see where I'm going with this? For those two to be teammates for that long, you know that it would mean a lot for Ryan Getzloff to have Corey Perry there, not if, but when Ryan Getzloff's number gets hung to the Honda Center rafters. Whether this happens next year, two years from now, whatever that happens. I implore the Ducks to do this. When you decide to retire number 15 at the Ponda, Corey Perry has to be there. So wherever Corey Perry signs next season, whether it's back with Tampa or another team, yeah, Pears has got to be there for that ceremony. I think it would mean a lot to both of those gentlemen if they were both there to see number 15 up in the rafters. It, it's it's got to happen. NHL make that happen. Ducks, especially the Ducks. You've got to make that happen. So once again, just I, I love the interview and I love seeing Corey Perry saying those kind words about Ryan Getzloff, who once again, in case you're living under a rock, Ryan Getzloff is retiring at the end of the season. So you've got a couple weeks to see Ryan Getzloff in action. If you're in the East Coast, this is the last time he's going to be out there. If you live in Philly, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, and you want to see Ryan Getzloff one more time, then yeah, this is your last chance to do it. If you want to see him at home, you got four more shots. Columbus, the Kings twice, and St. Louis. And that's it. And then again, we actually still don't know if Ryan Getzloff is going to play the remainder of those games because he has been out with injury. So I would suspect that Getzloff is going to try to give it a go maybe later on in this road trip. But certainly when the Ducks come back home against Columbus, against the Kings, I would suspect that Ryan Getzloff is going to be back for those final four games. So that remains to be seen, but that's what I'm expecting. All right, we're going to close off the week just kind of on that nice note and hoping that we see Corey Perry one more time at Honda Center. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice, wouldn't it? All right. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, among a plethora of other platforms. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And don't forget to make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day with a bevy of fantastic national hosts. So once again, check out Locked On NHL. And also, also, don't forget the Ducks are on a road trip. So 
you could catch those games early on. Tomorrow's game is a 4.30 start. Sunday's game is a 3 o'clock start. I will not be covering either of those games. But there is goals action. For those of you that want to see the future of the Ducks, the San Diego goals do play tonight. And they also play tomorrow night. I will be covering both of those games. So once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.